Okay, welcome to the second episode of Two Curious Podcast. I'm Chao Ming. And I'm Dana. And today we have a very special guest, Nikita. Okay, Nikita. Hello. <laughs> okay, so Nikita is a close friend of me and Dana's. I actually known her since secondary school while Dana knew her in poly. Mm. Yeah, so yep. we're all studying, we were all studying in the same course, which is tourism and resort management. However, currently, like the previous episode, you all know Dana is already in uni and I'm in NS, sadly. So, Nikita, tell us more about what you're studying and what you're doing currently. Uh, so, I'm currently studying in University of South Australia in Adelaide, pursuing a degree in aviation management. So, today's topic will be talking about university life overseas and living abroad because, as she said, she's currently staying in Adelaide. 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 <laughs> She's, yes, current, she's currently pursuing her studies overseas and I'm sure there are many of 20 to 21 year old out there that has just completed their JC or their poly education and they are looking about around for options of furthering their studies, whether it's locally or overseas like Nikita. So Nikita, what actually motivated you to choose to study abroad? I think it's like the life experiences you get and like because studying locally, right, you have a lot of other commitments, like family and friends. But when you go overseas, it's like, you get to focus more on yourself. And yeah, you just learn to be more independent. So, so far, what have you learned about being independent? You can get everything done if you really want to get it done. It's just how much you want to put in. It's like being at home, right? I'm just very noir. <laughs> and like, I just... Yeah, so every time my mother tells me to do something, then I just like, oh, later. But there is like, I just get my life together because I'm the only person in control of my life. If I don't wash my clothes, then tomorrow I got no clothes to wear. Like, nothing is going to be done for you. You can be rushing your assignment and you can choose to not eat. But food is not going to appear on the table. Whereas at home, you do your work and then food is just going to appear on the table. Mm. So it's like, you need to manage your time. and Yeah, that's very true. Then what made you choose Australia instead of other countries? Or Adelaide in uh, particular? Honestly, my first option was to study in the UK. But the UK is a little too far. And because, like, time difference. Mm. So, like, I guess, like, because I'm close to my family. So, I just feel like if there's really a need for me to rush home. Or, like, if my family wants to visit me. Then it's kind of difficult for them to, like, fly all the way there. Or for me to fly back. And then Australia is significantly closer. And I guess a lot more Singaporeans study in Australia. So it's out of your comfort zone, but also within your comfort zone in some sense. Mm. And why Adelaide? Mm. I think because like my goal, like I said earlier, is to focus on myself. And Adelaide is really quiet and chill. It's very different from Melbourne or Sydney. Does this have anything to do with like why you chose aviation studies? Okay, like because I was thinking of continuing tourism or doing aviation instead, right? Because I interned at Changi Airport and that kind of sparked my interest to study aviation. Mm. I filtered out some unis and it was like between Brisbane, Sydney and Adelaide. Mm. And I thought like since I want to focus on myself, why not just choose Adelaide since it's like more laid back. And like the city is so small, everything is so convenient. Would so you, yeah. Would you have been studying the same thing um, as what you're studying now if you were to go to the UK or is it something different? If I went to the UK, I would still do aviation management. So I guess you are, you are liking what you're studying now, right? Yes, of course. Oh, that's great. But then, 
Oh, of course lah. Okay, okay. Do you do you think you like go on and pursue like a career in this this industry? Is it or do you think it's a very tough industry to survive in? Uh, I think in Singapore, like with Terminal Five coming out, it's definitely an industry that will continue to grow lah. And mm. that was what motivated me to continue studying what I like con to continue pursuing my passion in some sense. Mm. But what has so, like, like um. You know, recently because of COVID, it's been yeah. so bad for the aviation business. So what has your lecturers or your peers talked about the future of the current um, aviation industry? I think the industry will definitely change. But then we are like very lucky to... like The fact that we are still studying makes us very lucky. Because when we graduate, it's the time where the industry will continue to... will like pick up once again. Mm-hmm. So it's better like this whole thing happen while we are studying than like when we are out in the industry. Mm. But but that, yeah. do your professors or lecturers predict the future of tourism to be the same as what it was before COVID? Because I don't see it mm. ever becoming the same again. It will definitely be it's, different. Yeah, it's like how 9-11 happened and then the entire business model, like everything in the industry changed. So like this will have an impact, but uh, based on what they tell us and based on what the world predicts, it's like the industry will still continue to grow. Actually, when you say the business model changed because of nine eleven, as in, do you do you study about it? Like how uh, like certain crises will actually uh change the way uh aviation works. Yeah, we do. Like so, firstly, we study about it, right? And secondly, because my father is in the industry himself, so it's like last time they were less strict with like the security and everything, and because of nine eleven, then they mm-hmm. tightened their security measures and everything. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Uh, so having moved there for how long have you been there already before coming back to Singapore? Um, technically it's supposed to be a year, but I I came back for three months because of COVID, so like nine months. So you have been there for nine months. Then what was the biggest like culture shock you have uh right when you first landed in Adelaide? I have you have you my... been there prior to like uh studying there? Have you? No, I've been to Australia but not Adelaide. Oh okay. So what was yeah, the biggest culture shock? My biggest culture shock didn't come when I first arrived. Okay, like, in terms of upon arrival, I guess Adelaide is really damn freaking small. <laughs> it's the size. Yeah, it's just everything is so within reach. You walk one round and the end. It's like you mean what? the city, but, is it? Or, or what? Yeah, I, okay, so I live in a city and the city is damn... It's like very, very small. It's like Orchard Road. <laughs> it's even smaller than that. It's like... Huh? Three tram stops. Yeah, three tram stops, which is like, okay, kind of like three bus stops. Uh-huh. Or maybe like five bus stops, and that's the end of the city, from one end to the other end. Of Adelaide? Yeah. CBD. Wait, so it's like a small island, standalone island? No, no, as in, like, as in like the CBD area. Oh, the CBD area. Small. Yeah. Oh, so you, you have never been out of CBD area in Adelaide? Okay, so I have to like, because I study aviation management, so it's like business plus engineering, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to go to my other campus, which is out of the city. Mm. And then like, on weekends, I also travel out. So yeah, I've been out of CBD, but I live in CBD. Oh. It's like, Singapore has a lot of shopping malls, right? But there is like, one mall, and that's the end. In CBD, yeah. Uh, so you frequent that mall all the time, because that's the only thing available. That's the only mall that's near me. So, yeah. <laughs> Does it like, get very boring? Just, it's like you'll know the entire supermarket layout because there's only two supermarkets there. <laughs> and it's like Sengshang and NTUC, you know, like where you go to then. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so what's the size every... of Adelaide? Ad- Adelaide? Pretty big. 
Is it the entire? It's, it's bigger than Singapore, right? It's bigger than Singapore. Like the whole South Australia is damn big, lah. But Adelaide, <laughs> let me put Adelaide it. itself is quite small. Yeah, kind of small. Mm. <laughs> but okay, okay la, It's not very has... small. It's three thousand square kilometer. How do we estimate that? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. It's bigger <laughs> than Singapore, lah. Singapore. Yeah, it's size. bigger. It's just. Okay lah, yeah, because just like Singapore the is only seven hundred and twenty-one. Singapore is seven hundred and twenty-one point five kilometers square, and Adelaide is three thousand. So yeah, it's the entire island itself is still big. It's just a CBD area that is small, and it has everything yeah. within your reach. Uh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's the good thing. Mm. Mm. Oh, you you find that a good thing? Uh? Don't you get boring? Don't you get bored? I'm lazy, so it's just very convenient. <laughs> Okay, yeah. that makes sense. So that's the that's the culture shock you have um before going like you f- or when you first landed there. To your question, you asked upon arrival, right? Mm. So upon arrival, that's my culture shock, lor. Mm. Then over time, but, like, over time, I used to think like going overseas will allow me to see the world more and like understand people more. Mm. And like being there, right, I realized that I'm very fortunate to have studied in Singapore and like have went to Poly where Poly really like allow us to see the world. Because when I go there, I realise it's a bit blunt. But I realise that people are not mature and a lot of them haven't seen the world like we have. Oh, oh you mean the cl- your classmates? And... Are your classmates yeah. of like this, a similar age? Um, So like for the Australians pursuing a degree, right? They tend to be slightly older because not all of them come out of high school and immediately get a degree. Mm. But for the Asians... They are usually like the same age or one or two years younger. Oh. And you and you say that they are not um as mature is because like they are not exposed as as exposed as much as, as yeah, Singaporean correct. students, is it? So mm. it's like I guess it's in a sense it's like they are just it's like after secondary school or something like similar to our secondary school, then they or like maybe JC, then mm. they come out to get a degree. But then like I guess body really like Changes your thinking and the way you look at the world. Hmm. Because it's so a you lot connect of industry experience, uh, from Bali. Yeah, yeah, and I guess okay, like intern also plays a part, and like yeah, yeah, like FYP, then you have you meet like the real life industry partners, uh, like customers. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so yeah. FYI to people who don't know, Nikita is Chindian and like the only Chindian I know. So, do people, like, like you said, because they're not mature and they haven't seen the world, so do they treat, um, foreigners? You any different? Yeah, like, like, especially someone of, a uh, uh, such a unique and different race from them, do they treat you, uh, any different kind of your background or your culture? I don't really look Asian. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh... true. Yeah, so it's like, I have an advantage over, like, the rest of my Asian friends. But they're just very shocked when I speak Chinese, though. You, you speak Chinese to them? Why would you speak Chinese to them? Because, like, a lot of them are from, like, China, Taiwan, Hong Kong. Then sometimes it's really very hard to communicate. It's yeah, like that's a culture shock. Oh, my school. God. <laughs> okay, so I'm just very shocked, like, how... I'm sorry, but their English yeah. is, like... Their proficiency level is not very high. And then, like, I see them studying in Australia, and it really shocks me, like, they really step out of way out of their comfort zone to come to Australia to study. Then, like for us Singaporeans, right? It's like English is our first language, so 
so naturally we pick up easier. So it's like to be in uni and to study in your second language is like insane, eh, I feel. <laughs> yeah, sorry for sidetracking, but yeah. It's like asking you to go China and study, right? Because Ch- yeah, Chinese yeah, yeah. is not your uh, main language. <laughs> so it's like they have to translate it and because Australians talk very fast, so they have to like try to catch it, try to translate it and type it down. It's like a little oh. too much work. Then do you ever ask them like why they choose to actually study in Australia? Uh, okay, but for aviation, it's a bit like easier to understand because like the industry's language is English. Oh. But if you compare it to like a business student, then I really cannot understand why. <laughs> Wait, yeah, so yes. so they do get treated differently, as in those who are not so proficient in uh speaking English. Yeah, you tend to get treated differently, and like okay, so with this whole COVID situation, right? Mm. My friends wore a mask out, and because they were speaking in Chinese, and then she got slapped by. An Australian. Slap. Uh, huh? Where? In the street. At the train station. Huh? Then yeah. Then so like someone just came to slap. Then did you report? To I wasn't. The I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Oh. I I think they did. But yeah. So it's like you really get treated differently. But for me, like I don't really feel it as much or see as much just because you I don't, don't look Chinese. That Asian. Yeah. Mm. I okay. Yeah, I don't look Chinese. Yeah. So I believe you are like blending in well with the locals. Is it? Um. I just like have a small circle of friends. Like I don't really hang out particularly much with the locals. I hang out with like some Singaporeans. Okay. Mm. Like I do talk to the locals. Because like since you're already there you might as well just like talk to them and yeah, not that much lah. Uh, basically Nikita doesn't have friends, okay. So <laughs> Okay, what about roommates? Because um you're definitely living alone and sharing an apartment, right? So do you have yeah. any interesting or funny experiences since you've been living with different roommates? <laughs> like I've heard some myself, but uh, I'm sure Dana and the other listeners would like to hear more about your story so that they can kind of mentally prepare themselves if they will have to share their flat with a roommate. In you can't really prepare. You do, the thing is, you can't yeah, really you prepare. Have a choice. You, don't, you can't prepare for a bad roommate. <laughs> okay, that's true. But just some experiences, I guess. Yeah, I used to live in a student accommodation, so it's like with two other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand how some people can live alone. Like, they just don't clean up after themselves. Now. Are you still living and... in them? Oh, they moved out already. No, they moved out, and when I get back, I'm going to live alone. <laughs> like, alone, alone. <laughs> is, is the accommodation but... there, like, pricey? Yeah, okay, it's 330 per week. $3, 3 Three hundred thirty dollars per week for SGD. Yeah. Oh, AUD. How much so is like hall? Three thirty per month, I think. Wait, wait, wait. you're talking in. about hall, is it? Hall is three hundred and thirty per month, right? From from me, is it? Yeah. Sing- for single room is about four hundred and fifty per month. Then for double room is about three hundred per month. Yours is three hundred and thirty per week. Per week. Wow. Okay, but. And this is for sharing room. AUD. No, it's like a single... Okay, the thing is, it's a single room with aircon and with my own toilet. That's why it's expensive. For the comfort like, and the, Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it's I like, use... I, I in my first sem of uni, I, I'm also staying in a single room. But it's really too pricey and I don't even have aircon. 
and it's a shared toilet. And common toilet is the one of the worst experience you can ever have. Because you just don't get how some people are like irresponsible with their own yes, hygiene. Yes, that's right. You just like enter the toilet and you just be like, why Why do people not flush? Why do people leave their sanitary pads around? Yeah, They don't treat it as their own home for some reason, even though they yeah. are living there. No, even if you don't treat it as your own home, why would you not clean up after yourself? You get what I mean? Yeah, it's like, because you're staying there long term. It's right. not like going to a public toilet. It's like different. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Zabo cannot serve NS lah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's all about responsibility and like cleaning up after yourself. Yeah. I feel like. It's actually, not much difference between guys and girls because I have friends, right, who have this like, they are living on the same level as them. One of the guys actually like shit his way out of his I think he didn't manage to get to the toilet in time so oh he uh, right out of his doorstep there's like shit and then he like have footsteps all the way leading to the toilet yeah and my friend like um saw it when he was coming back from uh, after class and he really wanted to faint and it wasn't even the first time you know it's just I, I do, but I don't know whether is it because like that guy have like bowel problems or what. Yeah, yeah. he just got constant love side lah. Maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, this kind of things that can happen. Is that I guess if you don't understand the person, it's very hard to judge. Which yeah. is something I learned also. Cause I share my lounge and my kitchen. Sometimes they don't wash their dishes. They just let it pile. Or like they wash their dishes and they don't clear like you know the sink drain. Yeah, yeah, the drain in the sink. Yeah. Oh my god! All the food, or they the don't food throw stuck. Their trash. Yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuck in the drainage. And yeah. then the water will like clog. You know, I even heard of stories in my hall like people actually uh use the sink to wash their socks, use the microwave to dry their socks, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh like that's why I don't use any of you. <laughs> I have I bring yeah, my own just... pot, that kind of thing. It's very shocking to see like how people are treating these facilities and it's not even theirs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is for me, right, it's because there's only three of us sharing a kitchen. So it's definitely bound to one. be either one of us. And then they just like, oh, they just let it be. They choose to ignore it. If you don't see it, it's not a problem. I guess they assume like someone will clear after them, maybe because at home it's that way. So are you the one who always clean up? At the start, um, I did clean like one to two times and then my mm. other roommate told me like, oh, if you always clean up after the person, the person will never learn. Mm, and so yeah. I decided to leave it there and then, yeah, true enough, the, the person, person did not clean up after herself. But I just came to a point where I learned to ignore what doesn't bother me. Oh, that, it doesn't bother you over time, is it? Uh, if she doesn't wash her dishes and she leaves it on the island, right, then it doesn't really bother me anymore. But mm-hmm. say if I want to wash my dishes, then the drain is like, there's food stuck in the drain, then mm-hmm. I'll just clear it when I want to wash off. Because I don't really hang out. Like, given this whole situation, I wasn't very close to my roommates. Ah. Mm-hmm. So I just let it be. And like, yeah, I don't hang out with them. I don't talk much. Not, not good roommates to begin with. <laughs> They were like already on bad terms before I came in. Oh, the both of them actually knew each other already? Like, because I started in July, then they started in February. Oh. So they already had like disagreements before I even went there. Damn. Yeah. Must have been one, like that one person who don't clean up. <laughs> or started with her, probably. Yeah, no, it's like, I don't know, I just cannot understand her. But it's okay, she doesn't live there anymore. It's okay, you're getting a single room. <laughs> I yeah. think everybody that stays together, uh, it's just a lot of different cultures at home and teachings, I guess. Yeah, habits. Uh, it requires it requires you to compromise, la, but there's only so much you can compromise. Right? 
Like, I can clean up for you when I want to use, such that it doesn't cause any unhappiness between us. Because I was totally fine with clearing the drain. Lah. But there's a limit to how much you expect me to do. Mm. And, like, because she was so messy, like, we got a $400 fine because of her mess or so. So, yeah, by that was kind of the, uh, by the comfort, like, the student accommodation. Mm. Oh. And then you yeah, share so the So, that class. was, like, the limit. No, it's, like, 400 per person. That's <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. But are the, like, rooms, are the rooms, like, spacious compared to, um, I, I believe you've seen, um, uh, like, Singapore universities halls? I guess similar. But mm. maybe I would say mine is a little cozier. You don't really need such a big room. And because like we have winter there and you live alone. So it's like it helps that it's, it's small and cozy. It doesn't feel like so cold and empty. Yeah, that is true. Like my my, my hall room is just the size of a shoebox. It's like a shoebox. <laughs> but it's yeah, enough I think, for I think one mine person. Is about the same. Yeah. yeah, it's just like one rectangular shape. Enough for one bed, one study table, one cupboard. And a toilet okay. for mine. Okay, besides the place you stayed, um, is the studying culture very different compared to Singapore? Yes, definitely. So, like, so are they like more laid back and don't care that much about grades as compared to Singaporeans? I would say like, okay, when it comes to class participation, right, because we, I understand like Singapore unis have class part and everything where you have to like answer questions. Yes. And it's counted to your grades, right? Yeah. We don't have that. But everyone answers questions Proactive. willingly and yeah, proactive. Oh, because they are more vocal. Okay, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like their culture, I guess. Mm. Even like in a big lecture setting, right? People will have discussions with the lecturer and everything, which is kind of a culture shock. Because for us, in lectures, nobody really talks. Because like, we all even like, in get tu- <laughs> Yeah, and even in tutorial, when they ask questions, like, nobody will answer. But there is like, if they have something to share, they will just be willing to share it all. That's actually the correct way of studying. To have a very engaging, you know, lecture. That's how everyone that's will learn. True. I think that's one reason why Singapore uh, universities have to include class part. Because class Singaporeans, part, yeah, it's, it's just not in our blood to, to do. Yeah. To so it's like, it forces you to talk, I guess. So do you find yourself but, talking more? Since they, the people around you are more willing to open up. It has pushed me out of my comfort zone a little, but not to the extent where I will discuss in a lecture. Oh. Maybe in a tutorial setting or a group setting, mm. I definitely will voice out my thoughts. But for a 300 people lecture, <laughs> I think that's a little too much. Maybe you'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah. But like, in terms of studies, they are pretty laid back. I would say they are more street smart than like book smart. Mm. But Singaporeans are like kind of the other way where we excel in our... Academics. Exams and everything, yeah. Mm. But it's hard to hold a conversation. So, like, there are pros and cons. But, mm. yeah, they are very chill about studies. And for us, it's like we need to get the A's, which mm. is in Australia's scenario, it's like high distinctions and distinctions. But for them, it's a credit or a pass will do. Mm. Because this makes you less stressed also, especially in an overseas setting where you are living alone now. So, you won't be that bothered by the grades, right? That's what I initially thought. So I thought like, um, I went there and then, because we have like weekly quizzes, which is a thing, mm-hmm. I don't know if Singapore unis have that. Yeah. But yes. our weekly quizzes are graded. Mm. So they are pretty manageable, I would say. Mm. And then I thought like, okay, since I'm overseas and like Australia is more laid back, let me not care so much about my studies and just go back to my main focus on working on myself and everything. And then as the months went by, right, I realized, oh, it's not that difficult for me to do well in, in uni. Mm. 
and because of the fact that I sacrifice family to be there, I feel like I push myself more, like I need to achieve more. Mm. That's actually a good way of thinking, you know, so that you're, you but don't waste, like, you don't kind of waste your time there. Yeah, right? but the thing is like, then everyone always has the mindset like, Australia, okay, what? it's really hard to fail. Uh. Everyone thinks you go to Australia study, it's like definitely going to be easier than studying in Singapore, which mm. is true, but it also depends how much you want to push yourself. Mm. Actually, I think it, this is applicable to like poly, u- local uni, Singapore unis, and uh, overseas uni. It's actually because it's everything, is based everywhere, on, yeah. it's, everything is based on like graded assignments and everything. It's difficult to fail as long as you hand in your work. But scoring yeah, distinctions true. is another story. That's yeah. why you say that you know, you, it depends on how much you're pushing yourselves. Because it's the same, like, we also have weekly quizzes, everything is graded. Because at poly onwards, if you're taking the poly route, uh, from poly to uni, it's always a gradual um, examination. You don't just boil everything yeah, down to yeah, one yeah. final exam. Yeah. It's like cumulative. La. How much is it to actually study overseas, as in for yourself? Like, how much as in cost? Yeah, like, like what's the expense for... I, I, I don't know how to calculate it for what, per, se- per semester or... For semester, it's about 17k Australian dollars. For average student, it's usually six semesters, three years. Mm. But for me, I'm only doing two and a half because I got credit, which is an advantage of studying overseas because you tend to get more credit for body courses. Yeah. Then, then what about, let's say for the whole year round, including your living expenses and your travels or whatever? I know some people who... Once they go there, right, they just, like, spend their whole three years there. They don't come back to Singapore. Mm-hmm. Excluding Rough my... Gifts, like. Excluding my travel expenses. Say, like, 100k. Including, like, accommodation. And your, like, daily necessities and food, yeah. No, like, just school. Like, just school. Accommodation itself. and... Accommodation oh, and because school accom- fees. Accommodation takes up the bulk of it, right? Yeah. So it's Australia is pretty expensive. Hmm. Is this causing you to like face any problem with expenses itself? Okay, accommodation is not really a main problem. Like if you go there with a friend and you choose to rent an apartment, because if two people rent, it can be as low as like a hundred and fifty or two hundred, less than two hundred per week. Hmm. Yeah, I would say I'm comfortable in such that expenses is not really a problem for me. That's why I'm living alone and con- going to continue living alone. Do you plan on like getting a uh, part-time job there or anything to pass time? Prior to COVID, I was supposed to be working in Adelaide Airport uh. but um, like given the current situation right now, it's pretty impossible and it's sometimes hard for international students to find a job because we have a limit. We are only able to work 20 hours per week. Yeah, What's the but, pay like? Yeah, the minimum wage is high. It's like I think it's like 10 to 15. Per hour? Yeah, that's the minimum wage. Wow. And then like, for public holidays, it's like double. And I guess as you work longer, your pay climbs. But you, you're supposed to, you said you're supposed to work in at Adelaide Airport. Is this part of a school curriculum or you found a job? Okay, because my dad is in the industry and like he mm. comes here quite often. So he knows people here and oh. yeah, they kind of like told him like if I want, I can work there. Oh. What what, yeah. will, what will you have been working as though? Day-to-day operations or oh. like customer service, which is something I did during my intern at Changi Airport. Mm. That's why like he, he said like, 
it would be good for me to yeah work there. Oh, and then but then now they are saying that Australia will be closing their borders till twenty twenty one, so everything yeah, exactly. goes, so, goes down the drain. Traffic is definitely gonna be low, and because if I work, it's gonna be for Singapore Airlines. So it, with the current traffic flow, I think it's gonna be impossible. Cause mm. if it was for the airport in general, then maybe like domestic travel will still have high volume. But then, like given a Singapore Airlines, I don't think I'll be able to work anytime soon. Mm, that's true. In this scenario, do do I you have do you have any plans of like going back anytime soon, or you won't be able to go back until the end of this COVID situation? Because we are always in contact with Australia, and like they have representatives here, right? Mm-hmm. So they told us like by next month, like before the my second semester starts, we'll be there's a high chance you'll be able to go back. They're just making all the final arrangements. Mm. So at least you'll be able to do your next semester back in Adelaide lah, instead of online yeah. studies. Cause like it was a choice I had to make whether I wanted to come back during the whole COVID, and I chose to come back because mm. I just kind of feel like it's safer here. Yeah. But now but it's it doesn't really around. make sense to be studying online anymore. <laughs> why 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 do you I say did. that? It's not as productive, is it? You don't feel like you're really studying. It doesn't feel like school. And like yeah, honestly that's true. you pay so much as an international student, then you study in at Singapore home. at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then yeah. like my friends who are there like, Oh, it's winter now and I'm like, Oh, it's, it's like thirty one degrees here. <laughs> at least it's raining now and it has been like a good twenty eight degrees. So here's like 28 <laughs> degrees, you're already very happy. And then they're like, yeah. oh, 2 degrees. <laughs> so do you still pay the full school fees even though you're just partaking in the online lessons? For this semester, yes, because I personally made the choice to come back. So everyone still pays the full fees. But for next semester, if I choose to do it online, then they're going to cut the fees. But no, you're going back. <laughs> I'll most probably go back because I only have two and a half years there and like, I already spent three months back here. Yeah. Since I'm going there for the experience, like might as well, regardless, just go back. Hmm. So far, is there anything like you are regretting uh, about this decision to study in Adelaide? If there's one thing I regret, it will be coming back during the COVID situation. But other than that, no, I don't really have regrets. Actually, if you like, choose, choose to stay there, is the situation in Adelaide for COVID manageable? Are, they going, uh, are your friends like going back to school as per normal? So before I came back, right, the situation was kind of bad. Like, there was 400 cases. And because Adelaide is really small, like, the population mm. is only 1.7 million. Mm. Uh, 400 seemed quite a lot at the time. Yeah. And then after I came back, right, while serving my SHN, I just watched the numbers drop more and more. To a point and then where, your like, heart drops together with the numbers. Yeah, exactly. And then by the time circuit breaker started in Singapore, right, yeah. my uni emailed to say, like, um, practicals will resume. So like lectures yeah. will still be online, but yeah. practicals will resume. And then all my friends were just like going out, and they were like, "Oh, we have never been locked anyway." Oh like, my! Yeah. So I came back and I just yes. took a big L. <laughs> no lah, but but even though like cases are not reported, doesn't mean it's, it doesn't mean that it was safe to lead like a normal life in in Adelaide, right? At that point in time, it wasn't safe to lead a normal life anywhere. That's true. I guess it's a risk also because like nobody wears a mask out and in that sense it's I would say it's pretty unsafe. I think yeah, actually given that situation, no matter what, I think you you still would have chose to come back, right, at that point in time. In terms of safety. 
without no yeah yeah without knowing that you know the numbers are going to drop and they're going to resume uh studies and because stuff. it's very hard to predict that the numbers will drop and that's right during that period the numbers really just kept climbing yeah and in Singapore at that point it wasn't that bad yet yeah yeah and the thing is like you think about it right even if you want to wear a mask out like at the end of the day it goes back to the fact that you are Asian like although I don't look very Asian. But I'm still Asian in some, like, yeah. it's still, I'm, they're still able to tell that I'm Asian. If you wear a mask, people will definitely give you dirty looks. Since nobody wears a mask, right, then you will just conform and not wear a mask, mm-hmm. despite knowing that it's very risky. Oh, so you won't wear a mask if you go back now? When I flew, I wore a mask. But even at the airport, right, there were very little people wearing masks. And that's what shocked me. Like, because airport is somewhere of very high risk. It's a very different culture in terms of how they are taking this like situation yeah, exactly. at hand. So that's the only thing you you regret, basically. But it's a choice that you have made the, the same no matter what. I guess, yeah, we have made the same. Or yeah. maybe a, what other regrets? Are. But in as a whole, in general, you don't regret choosing to study there, right? Like you wouldn't have right, studied in Singapore no matter what. Yeah, I wouldn't have studied Singapore no matter what. <laughs> Based on like the past one year of me being there, mm. I guess it's safe to say like I am working towards my goals of growing as a person and stepping out of my comfort zone. Uh, which mm. is why I think I never viewed Singapore Uni as a option. Mm. Is there any advice you'd like to give to people who wants to start that like study maybe choose yeah, choose to study overseas or what is the turning point that made you choose to study overseas instead of local uni? What kind of advice would or, you like to give? Or is there like an advice to give people who, who shouldn't study overseas? Okay, the circumstance where they shouldn't go overseas is don't expect overseas to uni to be very fun. To put it very bluntly, everyone glamorizes it. Nobody's going to put a photo of them alone in the student accommodation. Like, nobody's going to show you the bad side. Nobody's going to show you, like, you have to do all your dishes alone and do everything alone. Everyone's going to show you, like, them having fun, having freedom, being able to go out, do whatever you want, go on road trips. Like, you're only going to see the nice side of it. But, yeah, you're not going to see the bad side. And you're not going to see yourself being lost and, like, having difficulties making friends. Like, if if you are looking to make friends with the locals or, like, if you want to work and study... It might be possible, but don't go into expectations. Oh, I'll definitely be able to work and study and like cover whatever. But if you want to grow, if you want to experience more stuff, then yeah, by all means, go lah. Just expect more from yourself and not so much from from the uni and like the experience stuff. Mm. It must be very clear. I think it must be very clear of like what you want mm. to do there. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of uh, people end up regretting studying overseas as compared to Nikita. Uh, a major advice would be to make sure it's something that you want to do because it's a lot of time. Okay, maybe not for her, but it's a lot of money, I guess, as compared to studying locally where we are subsidized much more. Studying locally is definitely cheaper. And like, honestly, if you want to have fun, personal opinion, I don't know how true lah. But just go and stay in a hall. Like, hall is... How gives you as much fun and like how gives you freedom or so what? I don't know. I just feel like if you go to party in another country, right? Are you going to feel safe? Because mm. for me, it's like I just feel like it's safer here, lah. And you just call a friend. Like somebody's gonna pick you up. Most of your friends know where you stay. But if you go overseas, you're all alone. You have to yeah, be responsible for your own safety. A, yeah, 
Exactly. And like, you only have such a small circle of friends. Eh? What if all the friends you have are like partying with you and you need somebody to come to your rescue? Like, you need to be very, very responsible for yourself. Eh? Okay, I guess uh, that's it for today with Nikita. Um, thank you, Nikita, for uh, sharing with us all this personal life experience uh, studying overseas. Mm, anything else you want to add? Nah. That's no, all. That's all. Okay. That maybe yeah. maybe if you have anything else, you can ask you to come come on, uh, this podcast again next time. Yeah. So sure. thank you. Goodbye. Yay. Bye. Bye.